start somewhere we usually don't start, and that's usually dreams. Yo, all right, let me know before we even get there. <laughs> okay. Nah, nah. Because I got a bone to pick with women, man. Let me oh. ask you something. How often do you ask the guy you are seeing, talking to, dating, or whatnot, how did you sleep slash what did you eat today? How often? Mm-hmm. I feel like, and this is in all honesty, <laughs> no, real talk, I only ask if I'm asked. See? Yep. <laughs> I don't even get that. I ask there all the time, like, did you sleep well? And I've always asked, like, what did you eat today? And I forget where I've seen this on Twitter some time ago, where they're like, women, men who ask these questions, that's a good thing. It's a good sign. They care. But I'm like, she never asked if I slept well <laughs> or what did I eat today? And I'm thinking, why you don't ask these questions? And she'll say, well, I know you slept well. I'm like that's beside the point. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I could take a guess. And it's you know that's so funny because it's. I want to say new. So I'm currently getting to know someone. Okay. And they ask me almost every morning, like, "How'd you sleep?" Mm-hmm. And so now I make. So at first I was just like, oh, "I mean, it was cool for what it was, you know, whatever." But now, like, if I good morning them before they good morning me, then I go, "Well, how did you sleep?" Because yeah. I'm used to them asking me. So now, like, let me ask them, "How did you sleep?" Men want to want to know about things like that. Like, yo, ask me if I slept well. But <clears throat> so on that notion, there I want to believe are. And this might just be an American thing or a first world. I have no idea. There are certain dreams that are common that are like low-key scary, right? Depending on how far you went in school, it's either I didn't graduate from high school or I didn't have a, I didn't graduate from college type of dream where you're like, I don't have a diploma, blah, blah. Or you forgot your locker combination. There's the falling dream, which I've had. I've had the high school one too. I've had the falling dream once in class where I fell asleep in class and I was falling and like thought I was going to get slammed and woke up and everybody was laughing. We don't talk enough about how great classrooms are. They're like climate control and you mix that in with a boring teacher or if they cut the lights off, you are going to sleep in a classroom. You're like, oh, I'm about to be knocked out this period. There is the death dream, which some people have where you end up dying in your dream and that freaks you out. Last night was, no, it was two nights ago, one last night. Oh, no, it was this morning. It was this morning. I had the dream, and I've had this one before, teeth falling out of my mouth. I have that dream all the time. I was, I was waiting for you to talk. I was about to say, do you have the teeth dream? I, I had it today, three I teeth. And, oh, so Sarah was like, go look up that, what that means. I Googled it. I it forgot was, what it meant, but I Googled it. It was like 12 different things. I'm like, well, oh. I'm supposed to pick. <laughs> but you freak out i'm like yo teeth falling out i had three teeth fall out of my mouth and i'm up here um just thinking like wait did i eat do i eat a lot of candy what is going like, on what why do you have this dream what was the the, the 12 so here the 12 of, you ain't got a read no we don't have to go into each one of them but here's the 12 personal loss so like a death of a loved one loss of a marriage a partnership loss of a job losing a home religion uh, if you're going through paranoia about your beliefs or are perhaps worried about things that could be ha- that could happen in the future, stress, whether related to work or home, or is a normal part of life. However, uncontrolled stress can evolve into physical reactions. Anxiety, uh, it can make you worry about something going wrong at an extreme level. Hence, your teeth falling out. Major changings, major changings underway. Uh, 
Uh, there's also depression, jealousy. Someone else is missing teeth. I don't know anybody who's missing teeth around me. Grinding your teeth. That's something I used to do. I don't do that anymore. Teeth breaking. This is perhaps one of Sarah's most clear. Not my, my teeth aren't breaking. Growing new teeth. I better not be having no new teeth. Poor personal <laughs> health. And I'm like, no, I take care of myself. So, <sighs> but yeah, the teeth dream. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Y'all let us know if y'all teeth be falling Oh, out. that's so funny to me because I've had that dream so often. I'm going to put it under the anxiety, depression category yeah. <laughs> or stress. <clears throat> I'm going to throw it over there somewhere. Yeah. Good call, teeth. Um, what else happened before? Let we... me tell you now that I forgot to watch Bella. <laughs> Yo, I just got off my phone with my brother. And I, I swear I told him, I was like, we need to record some of these conversations. This would be bonus footage or whatever. I said, you watch Bel Air? He said, yeah. So we got to talk. And I said, yo, I'm about to ask Shell, you know, about this situation that went down. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to have to wait till next week. It was an interesting. It set up a lot of things for this series finale. This season so finale. my ass was on my lunch break today. And I was like, oh, what can I watch? I know I need to be watching something. It's because Bel Air is not on my DVR that I yeah, don't remember go to, to go to be. Yeah. So I got to my DVR and I was like, oh, I got an episode of The Accused. And so <laughs> <laughs> that is what I watched. I just, oh, Lord. And then I came home just now and I was like, Fuck, I gotta watch about love. So I'm only seven and a half minutes. Oh yeah, you you are far from what's about to go down <laughs> on Bel Air. So we'll talk about Bel Air next week and wrap that up. Um, I have a couple of questions. I, I don't know. I don't maybe. know if you do. <laughs> I saw this one and it was interesting to me because I actually have a story. I I, I think I do. I actually have a few. I don't know which one would be considered the worst. So one of the questions was to ask a person, how did you get your worst scar? And I have three scars. And they got they, two stories I could actually tell. One, I can't. So underneath my chin, I have stitches. And uh, I have one stitch. I don't know why I even said stitches. My mom said uh, I got the stitch when I was a babe, when I was one years old. And I was playing, I don't even know what it's called, but like at, sometimes at apartment complex, they got these little grates that look like a sewer, but it's by a window or something like that. And I mm-hmm. tripped and fell and cut my chin. So that's how I got that stitch. When I was in Mississippi, we were going down this steep hill on like either a skateboard or a scooter, I can't remember, and busted my knee open. And I probably should have got stitches, but I didn't. So I have a scar there. And the other scar I have, this is on my right knee, is on my left so, you know, this is the forearm. I don't know what this is called. The underarm or the part that's like where your shoulder and stuff. Me and my brother were making rubber band guns. Y'all, don't, y'all, y'all probably don't know what these are. So you'll get a block of wood, preferably a nice block of wood. You hammer in a nail and then you um. get like a duct tape or some tape for a clothespin. And you pull the rubber band back and, uh, and uh, you, uh, you hold it with a pin. And then you can shoot it at people. And we were making these during the summer, right? To be fun. And he, uh, I can't remember if it was me or him. I think it was me where he, I would you try to get it, as much tension as possible so it hurts. Mm-hmm. It popped me. I kicked him and he took the backside of a hammer and stabbed me in my other in my Oh, other shit. Arm. And we're like 10 and 8 or whatever. I tried to tell my mom, she was like, whatever. And I'm like, yo, he don't get a whooping for this. So those are my three worst scars I got. You got any 
are you one of those girls? What was that thing? That like every black girl got this scar on their knee or whatever. And I was like, how do y'all all have this? Do you got that or no? I don't know what that scar is, but <clears throat> I had, I was like trying to think of my worst scars. And now I want to see if this scar <laughs> is still even here. Okay. Yeah. That was one. And then do I have another one? Did that fade away? Hold on. Ah, oh, shit. Did you fade away? Oh, no. It's still there. <laughs> okay. So my worst guys i have a what is now a small triangle (laughs) on the top of my like by my knee but on the like the thigh part but like right at the top of your knee so when i was seven i thought i was a big girl and i can iron my own clothes and i don't even know how i did it but either way i ironed my leg and i had the tip of the iron like the v but when when you're seven it was really big right yes but now that i'm big like older and grown it's like a small triangle so i have that one on my shin i think that's what you call it on my leg yeah i have a gash that became um let me see vulnerable moment um me and my daddy had a tussle because we, you know, had our issues mm-hmm. and we were at the top of the stairs and we were tussling and I felt as if my dad was trying to throw me down the stairs, which he was. And I said, if I had to go down, he had to come with me. So we went tumbling down the stairs of the basement and I gashed my leg. So that's still there. Did he have any um, scars from this? I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I kicked my dad once because he because he was trying to whoop me. <laughs> and I broke his watch and I felt bad about breaking that watch. But I don't know if he ever had scars from that. Come yeah, on. I don't know if he has scars, but yeah. Um, then I don't know if you will remember this, but because this scar was when me and you first started hanging out. Uh, I think I burnt myself okay. under this part of my arm. That's where I got stabbed at. (laughs) Yeah, and it was like a big old thing. And the reason why I remember is because you was I think we we was going somewhere and you was like, put Vaseline or something on it. And we did or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was like so it wasn't burned, it was a big old bubbly thing. And so I think we put Vaseline on it and it kind of left a a scar. So that's still there. And then I have this one on my right shoulder, I guess you could say. Now, this one was a freak accident, kind of. So when I used to work at Baker's back in the day, at the end of the night, you would have to take the garbage out, right? And so there was a box. And inside the box was like a broken light, the long lights. Mm -hmm. But it was like broken half or whatever. And I didn't realize it. So I was picking up the box and the light went straight in my arm. And it was like such a clean, it was so weird. It was such a clean cut that I didn't even really feel it. Yeah. Like it went straight in my arm. And then I looked over, was like, I didn't feel it until I saw it. Like, yeah, now you got to like I react. looked over, was like, oh my God. So yeah, those are probably my worst scars. All right. At least there are stories for these. Yeah. I thought that. All right. So the other question, though, is <laughs> if you could have, if you could pick any fictional detective to solve your murder, who would you pick? Benson. <laughs> See, I figured that's what you were going with. I don't like I've seen SVU, a couple of other Stabler things. Stabler Benson. Right. Is it a cheat for me to pick any movie where Denzel played a detective? Because <laughs> I feel like he saw some shit. So I'm like, is Denzel whatever detective he was? Was he no, he wasn't a detective of Man on Fire. He was a detective in Bones, right? What was that movie called? He was a foreign, he was like a because he was um uh, was it Fallen? I'm thinking about. 
He was a detective of Fallen, yes. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, pick that one. <laughs> he's been a cop yes, a lot he, of times. He's been a cop since yeah. he stopped being a sex Homic- symbol, I feel like. Homicide detective John Hobbs. Let's go. Solve my murder. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. He was doing it from the bed, though, with the only thing that yeah. moved was his finger in his head. Stop playing with him. Did you see that they tried to make a TV show out of that? And it's like, y'all do know this character never gets out the bed. I don't know if you can do that for a season. Two-hour movie works. I don't know if I was ever going to rock a, watch a whole season where the main character never left nah, the bed. I feel like at some point they're going to be like, his foot moved. Maybe we can fix you. <laughs> the whole thing. Uh, while we're on that really, really, really quick. It was a couple of months, not a couple of months, a couple of weeks ago when I started talking about trailers that I left out one trailer and I saw a new trailer that we could discuss if you've seen it. If not, it's fine. Um, the Barbie movie. I saw the trailer for that a couple of weeks ago when it had dropped. I don't know why I feel that this Barbie movie with Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling is either going to be great or it's going to be bad. I don't feel like there's going to be a middle ground with this movie. Have you seen any of the trailers for this? Were you a Barbie I've fan? I've seen a piece, but it was like on mute. And I only seen it because Issa Rae shared yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, she's in it. And I, I didn't really watch the sound, so I didn't get too deep into it. So I don't know. It I don't seems, know if I'm interested. It, it seems like it, there's going to be a comedy like adult comedy. It's going to be funny. Um, like there's one scene in it where Ken wants to spend the night and she's like, for what? And he's like, yeah. And I think the joke is they don't have any genitalia. But he right. feels like, and I'm just like, is it going to work? And how long? This movie can't be long. This got to be a 90 minutes. You got to get playing. in and get out. You got to take the um, Brady Bunch approach when that first came out. In the mid nineties, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And then the other one I saw, I look, I I checked out the trailer for White Man Can't Jump. There's no chemistry between these two characters. It's, I thought I was the only person. <laughs> I was like, it's not working. There's no chemistry. And I know it's hard to be Wesley and Woody. Their chemistry is so good. They did Money Train. They was like, we could run this back. I didn't yeah. care for Money Train, but they just felt that way of we work well together. They just didn't seem like they, I don't know. I, I, I watch it for podcast purposes and check it out, but I, I don't have any high hopes for White Man Can't Jump. I felt like it didn't need to be remade. It didn't. Anything, too. You know what I don't like about when they do this remaking and throwing names? Y'all can make a new basketball movie. <laughs> and don't never it have to have call to it. be the same. Yeah. It never has to be called White Man Can't Jump. You want to do a new buddy comedy with a white guy and a black guy hooping? I, I was, it's cool. I've been doing a soft, I guess I want to say a soft rewatch of A Different World. Okay. And Did we start at season one or two? I was watching season two. I like okay, season one. I'm one of the few that like season one. But this was season two episode. And this episode stuck out to me because it was the episode where Dwayne was trying to take things to the next level with Suzanne. And Suzanne is an underrated character in the history of Dwayne Wayne in a different world. She is Colonel Taylor's daughter. It is like his first girlfriend, um, his first crush after Denise has gone away, right? So he gives her a ring. And before he gives her this ring, he shows it to Whitley. And Whitley is impressed with this ring. She's like, yo, if this made me faint, it's going to push Suzanne over the moon or whatever, right? Give Suzanne the ring. Suzanne is just like, okay, look, I think we need some space. 
So he sees her at the library with some other dude, feels some type of way. Whitley takes it upon herself to feign interest in Dwayne. And he's so dumb. He thinks she really likes him. And she's like, fam, I'm trying to make your girl jealous. I don't want nothing to do with you. Relax. Long story short, this is around Valentine's Day, I think. Uh, They end up, so the space becomes a breakup. Whitley gets stood up. And uh, Dwayne stops by the dorm and gives Whitley some chocolates. Like, yo, thank you for looking out for me, being a good friend or whatever. And he wanted to take, what's the old girl name? Suzanne to this russian film festival whatever and i couldn't Mm, remember this part i remember that okay he asked whitley and i was like that is not her style and she says yeah i'll go but if anybody asks blah blah so she went and i said yo this is one of the first the few shows that the will they won't they were actually friends before it goes left like that is real like she helped him out and she went to this thing because they were like losers in love or whatever i was like yo we don't we don't appreciate that a lot because the first season, he didn't like Willie. But nobody yeah. liked Willie. Yeah. Denise didn't like Willie. Uh, Jaleesa didn't like Willie. Um, I forgot what Marissa Terray character is. She didn't like her either because she was stuck up and pretentious and all this. So when you get to the second and they actually are friends and working together until he like goes all in on her. I can't wait to get to those, those episodes. Oh, no, it happens. So I think in the beginning of season two, because I just caught this episode, the beginning of season two, he has a dream. Oh, no, she has the dream. But they go to, like, this dance, and he feels on her booty. And then <laughs> she has a dream, like, yo, I don't even feel like you like that. And then I think at the beginning of season three is when they're um, coming back. I caught another good episode, the one where Claire Huxable was on there. I love that episode. Uh, when they come back from summer break, and she sees them in a suit. Mm-hmm. And that's when she look at them differently. That Claire Huxable episode is so underrated as well. I promise y'all I could do a different world pod. Because... She comes back for like alumni week and they're helping these, like she's helping the law school students. And then she runs into her ex. Mm, I remember that. Yeah. And I loved it because she, um, she, her ex worked for Kanishi Y and she, she's like, yo, you need to meet with Dwayne Wayne. He's a bright yeah. student, blah, blah. He's still feeling her or whatever. Right. And he like, yo, you married that fool. Cliff Huxley, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. This. I remember that. And he asked her like, yo, if it wasn't for him, would I had a chance? She's like, I was always attracted to you. I feel like, for whatever reason, family sitcoms did not allow the partners to have agency. Like, they only had eyes for each other. Yeah. So to show that Claire was actually attracted to another man, and she might have been with this man, she's like, I've always found you attractive, but I've always been in love with Cliff. So it's like, it's not going to... I was like, yo, that was kind of dope. And then, what was that? That was the episode with Vanessa and her friend. Try to date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Claire is just like one of the best characters that's ever been on TV. And I don't feel like I feel like one, I feel like she never got another role like that. No. It it did. Was it was Claire ever an Empire? Was Felicia Rosada? Yeah, oh, she was God, was she? Yeah, she was part of that rich family. Who was dating the rich family? Oh. Was it Jesse? Oh. They had the secrets. Remember they and they had the paintings? And she didn't want the families to connect. Oh, I can't remember. God. You know, I'm still dis- <laughs> not disappointed, but like we really waste. We really watched Empire. <laughs> yeah. We... All the way through. And now I remember shit for real. <laughs> I want to say she was on, but I can't remember who, what character she was on. Felicia. She First of was... all, it was so many people on Empire. Like they was just ridiculous. Yeah. Felicia Rashad joins Empire season three in a recording role. She's Diane Dubois. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, maybe right. it was when that. Tay Diggs was dating Cookie, and that was gonna bring. Yes, and that was like his mama or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and the Dubois okay. family and everything. Yeah. See, they had too many storylines. You see how we forgot? Yo. <laughs> I'll be thinking about that sometimes with uh, with Power. I'm like, what was the best season of Power? Was it the first season when everything was still... I was going to say one. <laughs> I think so, like the first season. No, I'm not watching... Is it Power Book 2 with Tyreek? Because somebody started bringing up how they were disappointed with Snowfall. Somebody's like, Snowfall is more realistic. Tyreek over here speaking Italian. And I was like, yo, what is going on over there? What is happening? What is is happening? When is Tommy show coming back? I don't know. And it wasn't canceled. So like, they must be taking a sweet precious time. They gotta be. Um, A couple of rest in pieces we got to get into. Harry Belafonte passed earlier this week. Yep. And I love, I love, and I don't like all the stories coming out but i'm like why we always wait till people die hey belafonte was here last week and we weren't thinking nothing of him when, uh, or i don't remember if it happens when his birthday but just the things he did for the movement took care of dr king's family uh make sure he checked jay-z and beyonce a couple of I mean, a couple of years ago, like 10 or 15 years ago now because he said y'all weren't doing enough with y'all money but the, i was like yo how much money did he make i know he sold albums right and this would bother me too I don't forget where I am where I am in life. I was listening to an episode uh radio show and they were in disbelief that a lot of kids only knew about Harry Belafonte through Beetlejuice. It's cute, Delia. Also, are you doing Work this? All night and a drink of rum. Because of the day, they like right. the whole scene. And they were like, that can't be, I can't be. And I'm up here yelling. <laughs> Not really, but like, where else would those kids heard that song from? Isn't that on hip-hop radio it is not on adult contemporary so the movie would have been the only place they would have discovered the song and thank goodness they did that um today jerry springer died yes he did king king of the sick days (laughs) (laughs) somebody was like it was that let me pull up this look is this the right one no it's not this it is this somebody tweeted because at kazim jerry springer is a real goat Man, will show you 58 minutes of ratchetness and then wrap it up with some Socrates-level wisdom at the very end. <laughs> One time for the Sick Day Hall of Fame. It was that. It was Price is Right for us. And our gen- yeah. like We would watch Price is Right 10 in the morning. Jerry was coming around 1 o'clock, I think 1 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Fox. I j- so if y'all don't know this, there's this app in this website called Nosy. And I'll in uh. I have, I forgot what my app is called. I think it's called Downy 4, that I can download episodes from this little thing, right? And I was like, yo, I should download a bunch of old Jerry Springer episodes and just like be able to just rewatch. And then I came across this one called Pimps and Hoes or whatever. And it was about this one, it was about <laughs> pimps getting mad at their quote unquote hoes or whatever, right? And in the midst of just going through it and like looking at the quality, this dude goes off, he's, you know, swings on a woman. Pops her. We, we've gotten to a lot of, like, lately we haven't been getting along at all. 
You, you're upset with the fact that she's a prostitute. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't like. Hey, all bitches too. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Okay. And Jerry chastised him like, yo, you ain't going to be doing that here. You, know, you can do whatever you want on the street, but you're not. And I thought, do I really want to rewatch this? <laughs> like, this was wild out here. I feel like a lot of them episodes, like, a lot of the real bad, you can't find no more or something. Here's the wildest part, though. The comfortability of being able to swing on a woman on national TV. This is Brock. This is not cable. This is not a script. You just held a swing off on a woman and was like, Jerry, shut the fuck up. This is my hoe. I can do it up. It's a different time, y'all. This is my hoe. (laughs) That hoe is mine. It's a different, (laughs) different time. Oh, and then the old lady, fuck her name, um, who uh, got Emma Till in trouble. She died today of cancer. Why are you telling us? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you felt? Like, I yeah, this, I did. Why this, are you telling me this? This does not need to be my I news. thought she died. Yeah. It kind of felt that way, didn't it? I know. I feel like the last time we heard about her, she was on her deathbed. deathbed so like, yeah, and making a confession. Like, I she, if you're on your deathbed confessing, aren't you dying? You would think so. You brought up this show. <laughs> Now all I do is see stories of her. All right, so here we go. A lot of news about Love is Blind. <laughs> like I was so confused <laughs> about this. I was like, this show is like on season three or season four or whatever. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's one. Netflix is considering replacing Love is Blind host Nick and Vanessa Lachey with season one couple Lauren Speed and Cameron Hamilton. Quote, there's okay. got to be a change. So you're cool with this. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. All right. Do you not? All right. Maybe it's just me. I always find it weird when people get to a, what is Vanessa? Is she Latin or black? What is this woman? Look at this picture. Is she just white with a tan? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So I always find it strange when people get to a certain level of whatever it is. It could be they made some money in stocks on, on the on stock market. Now they want to sell you on how you can make, you can make money too. I just, you just pay me some money or, uh, they got a shape. Now they think they're a personal trainer, even though they don't have a license. These people are in love and like, now we want to make y'all find love, but we're going to get money shut. I don't like that. I was like, I, so it rubs me the wrong way. So then what was the other love? Um, here we go. Love is blind alum. Ayana McNeely reveals ex-husband Jared Jones cheated on her during their one year of marriage. Quote, that man didn't like me. You can't make it one year, my G. We knew that wasn't going to last. Let me tell you, I okay. rooted for, I wanted to root for them because they was the black couple from Chicago. Uh, that was the season that was here, I believe, yeah. Okay. And they they looked like such a cute couple. We was like, so root for the black people. But getting to their wedding was struggling. And I was at, I think, if I remember correctly, I think I was kind of surprised they both said yes. But they was like really having some like issues right up until like the wedding. So they said yes. And they was like, we we love each other, but I saw her on TikTok saying like, yeah, that guy ain't never loved me. And the literally the nail in the coffin was somewhat because he cheated on her. She was like, and even then I was trying to work work through it, yeah. but nah, like it just wasn't gonna work. And I was like, yeah, I can see that. So during the latest episode of our podcast, fill in the blank, Ayana shared with listeners that her ex cheated on her. Uh, when asked by her co-host if there's anything she feels comfortable, please, she says she cheated. This is what, this is what I want to ask you. 
She continued. I found out three days after the altar, which I guess is a show or whatever. And I received an email with very details, uh, with details, very specific details. If some woman is to approach you woman to woman, how you want to be approached? DM, email, text message, a phone call. Like, how would you want your woman to woman to go? <laughs> if you have to pick, because I know you probably like, I'm don't, like, I don't. I'll find I don't out on my know. own. I don't need to. <laughs> a woman to woman. Um, how would I want to find that out? Well, I don't think I want to text or phone call because, bitch, how you get my number? So like, I feel like that's way personal. Yo, you know that's her going through his me. phone while he sleeps. Yeah, I'm like, you know too much about me in some kind of way to get my name and like get my phone number yeah. to text me. Um, DM, you could just send. And what were my other options? Face to face? Yeah, face to face. I think it's safer for you not to see me in my face at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe a DM if I had to choose, I guess. Red Table Talk has been quote unquote canceled because Meta is shutting down its Facebook Watch Originals, even though I heard mm-hmm. Meta made some money. Um, according to, I think Jada said that she is looking to, they're looking for another network slash platform. I can see them. with YouTube? Uh, I don't know. I could see own. Maybe Oprah would want the show. But how does own work? Was like does Oprah own the show or does buy uh, Paramount own the show? That might that might know. that might That's stop. a good question. I wasn't the biggest fan of Red Table Talk. We just only I never seen it. Oh, wait, did I I think I saw the Will Smith episode because it was short. But I don't think I've seen any other episodes. And we that was all, a short episode? I feel like it was I really, never really watched it. I just saw all the clips. I think, yeah. I was saying, I think that was like only 10 minutes. Like he sat there and talked. Remember, he was like, I was about to catch a flight. That's why my eyes were red and blah, blah, blah. Oh, speaking of which, I, this is not much of a spoiler. So the way Bel Air ends is they're finished with their junior school year. And Will wants to know how summer is in the Bel Air. And he's talking to somebody and they explain it to him, blah, blah, because I don't want to spoil anything. And uh, all these whole two seasons, it's been one school year, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they they play Fresh Prince in summertime. <laughs> so I think so. I even think next season going to be the summer. I don't think we're going straight into senior year or it might be start off at the end of the summer or something like that. What else? Uh, oh, this is what we want. This is what I want to get your thoughts on. So black women are trying to be or or throwing their hat in the ring to let Disney know they want to be Tiana, Princess Tiana for this oh. rumored remake. Now here yeah. are three candidates. I want to know who you want. In Ain't this. no need uh, like she's still out here. Why she can't do it again? Cause she's like Anika, forty. Rose. Rose yes. Okay. I, I saw, mean, they said now she can play her mom. They say she could play the mom now, and then Sterling Williams could play. But see, no, this don't bother. This makes no sense to me. Why would Sterling Williams play the man? Oh no, he don't play the man. He plays the other guy. Sorry, because they got this some light skinned dude. It's somebody put it on Twitter, and they put no names. Like I know, I know Anthony Mackie is the bad guy. I know um, what's the old dude name? Kevin James is the white father 
to the the her little friend who was blind, but I can't. I don't know who this white actress is at all. All right. Um. So it is between. Well, so far we know Coco Jones. Ari Lennox. Because I probably wrote her name in here. What's her name? Da-da. Samara Joy. Ain't got time for messing around. No, that's not my style. This whole town can slow you down. People taking the easy way. But I know exactly where I'm going. I'm getting closer and closer every day. And I'm almost there. I'm almost there. She's the jazz artist from the Bronx or Brooklyn. Can't remember. Uh, but she won Best New Artist at the Grammys. Uh-huh. And so she they all put like clips and videos of them singing. Anybody else you we should we should be considering for this role? This a live action? Yes, live action. How old is Tiana supposed to be? Hmm, that's a good question. She's under 30. And over 16. <laughs> That's helpful. That's so helpful. Um, you know what? That is not a Disney movie I've seen a bunch of times. I've only seen it um, once at the theater. Yeah, I'm I, about to, I think I've seen it once, maybe twice. But here's my thing. I don't know about Ari. Ari, Ari seemed, and not that she old, but she seemed too old. That's why I said, how old is Tiana supposed to be? And I guess because I'm used to princesses being like like the teenage versions of them. So maybe I'm just putting that in there. Like, yeah, oh, Ari Lennox is over 30. She's 32. So yeah, I would say Coco okay, is so younger. Coco's like 25 Coco's or 26. 24, yeah. And who was my third person? Oh, the other girl. Samara um, Joy. How old is Samara? She's probably young too. They all can sing. So that's, that's, yeah, Samara was born in 1999. She's 23. I don't know much about Samara, but something about Coco is I love Coco. So this is my shade. Okay. She don't give me Disney. She don't. I, I, I see what you're saying. Here's the thing. So I have the screen rant did the ages. Tiana's one of the, the other. But oldest. Coco, wasn't Coco in Disney? She might have been there. Yeah. Uh, Tiana's 19. 19. She's one of the oldest I, princesses. And I guess I'm just saying Coco because like I see Coco more as like her very, like the Hillary or when I see her in interviews and things like that. She give me a delt. Like she seems like she a little too grown-ish to, to play. Because yeah. you got to remember yeah, Disney princesses are wide-eyed and curious about the world. So yeah, you're, you want to see, you want to be able to 
emote that without just looking at you like, oh my gosh, she's so impressionable. Because remember, she get turned into a frog, y'all. She's a goose. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm like, she, I don't know, so I just, I guess I'm like, judging of what other Disney princesses are like. I'm not saying she couldn't. What about Yara? Like, could Yara be? She could, but she's going to be Tinkerbell. That's right. What about China Ann McClain? Oh, yeah, oh, you know oh, her. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I'm like, um, I got, I got this. 15 actors who could be. So we go, we can go through this list. Oh, please, I like China. Um, we could put China in the maybe column. <sighs> See, they got Amanda Stenberg on here. She's in the Love You Hate. Um, I don't know about her. Paige Heard. Uh, we know her from I Love Everybody Hates Chris, but she's also in something oh, else. Oh, the girl on um, Shorty that's on. Is she in the game now? Power. She, yeah, she's on Power as well. Mm. Um, Parker McKenna Posey. She was the youngest da- daughter of my wife. No. Uh, <laughs> what? No, I do not see that. One, she likes skin. No shade. But Tiana's our, our dark skin queen. So was Paige, though, right? Paige is light. Yeah, but I didn't see Paige neither. Okay, okay. So, yeah, all right. Zendaya, another one. No. See, all right, here, look. And Logan Browning. But, Lo- I guess she looks young. But Logan Yo, is like. Log- she like 35. Or yeah. Something. And I, I don't know. I feel I know, like it should be a, a dark skinned woman for sure. And it's the thing about too about Logan. I think they want to grab somebody like even even let's take they take skin color out of it with Paige or Parker. Um, they want to probably grab somebody who can sing because if you don't, you got to buy pay two actors. Yeah, you got to so, pay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't. I, for all we know that they could sing. We don't know. I don't know who Madison Pettis is. Mm, I don't know who that uh, is. Actually, I'm very surprised I knew some of these younger girl names. Go me. Madison look white. I don't know. I don't know why this girl get in here. Oh, she kind of, but she looked like a younger Chloe. Uh. But yeah, her father's African American, but she looked she could she could pass for white. So Marseille. They have Kiki Palmer in here. They have Camille Winbush. I know that. Oh yeah, the girl from uh, she was the the, oldest daughter. Bernie Bernie Mac. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> could Chloe because Haley's no. doing mermaid so no, no. <laughs> and I think because I'm going to tell you why I think not that she ruined her image I think she's so sexualized that Disney wouldn't pick her Sky Jackson Sky might work okay did I skip anybody uh, they they want Willow Smith I was like Willow Willow don't give it to me though they'll give me the young impress- she's feel like she's always been wise beyond her years uh, yeah, I don't know Jessica Jarrell. She says she has the look is. in the part. Let me look at Jessica Jarrell. That was a number one pick. They been oh great. Even on a her IMDb don't have a picture of her. <laughs> like he's like what about the Googler? I'm sure uh, you get an image. Yeah, but well, you know what I did. I went and did you when you uh, right click and then do um, look up. I was thinking uh-huh. I was gonna see a picture there. What does Jessica Jarrell look like? Okay, these pictures ain't helping because her pictures look grown. She look grown as hell. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me look at um. How old is Jessica Jarrell too? She's an American pop R and B singer. She's twenty eight years old. How tall is she? Because that's how you can play also young. Because <laughs> Coco tall. Coco yeah. like five ten. Yep. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Where is the messages? Send you this picture of Jessica Jarrell. 
All right, that's it. Where are we going with the next one? What else I got? Oh, this Boys to Man story is wild. What Boys to Man story? So it's actually, it's from 2021. And it resurfaced again. But it was basically how uh, they lost a member. I always thought they lost a member because the dude had a bad back. Yeah, I did too. But apparently... That's not why he left? No, it says... And Sean did an interview back in 2021 on a podcast called Fact. He mentions that they got into an incident... Oh, Sorry, he mentions this incident took place at Wanye's house right before the guys got ready to go head to Japan for a big show. Also, Jessica Legrand, but go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't work. Um, states that they, before they met at Wanye's, they hadn't heard from him in weeks. After he had missed a show they did in Romania. He kept missing, he, uh, saying the missing the show in Romania was the final straw. He was tired of Mike missing shows and that answered and returning phone calls. He then proceeds and says Wanye had called him and told him Michael was there so, we, so they met at the house. Uh, says the exchange became heated and eventually got physical. Sean mentions how Mike slammed him onto Wanye's kitchen table. Uh, These I, groups, man, y'all was having problems. I was blocking punches, etc., trying to protect my face. After the fight, Sean tells Mike he's done, and Mike was officially out the group after that. I never knew there was a fight. People were like, "Where's the documentary at? Where's what's going on?" What is- I mean, we we just need an era of documentaries on these groups because was any group really like we fuck with each other like the long no way. because one twelve broke up they're two Drew Hill broke up um, yeah I mean Jodeci kind of broke up mm-hmm. I guess yeah um, who else was a so Boy Smith broke up we had New Edition broke up yeah um what are the boy groups we got. Those are the big ones, right? I mean, Jagged Edge, I guess they stayed together. <laughs> yeah, they had other problems though, because they, well, they get arrested. The one dude was to jail, yeah. right? Yeah, they just didn't have problems with each other. Next, did one of them go to jail? Did I make that up? I don't know, but yeah, next with I mean, RL was solo. But I don't know if they broke up. You know, like how are they not touring right now? Because they got four songs. I wonder if she could tell that I'm hard right now. That nigga started the song off like that, y'all. Yep. <laughs> he Dude, sure did. Man, I'm so ex- it was getting it. <laughs> they played that song to death on the B96. Chicago All right, they gave, they gave y'all the extended and version, too. Man! For like three minutes. Yeah, they still together. Robert R.L. Hilger, Terry Tilo Brown, and Raphael Tweety Brown. Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony had broke up. Yes, right? they did. Yeah. What other groups we got? Did Mid Condition break up? I True. don't think so. Jagged <laughs> Edge, one pass, but they technically broke up. They had a few different, well, they had different members because I guess that one person broke up. I mean, passed away. Uh, de- well, death broke them up, huh? <laughs> like, this what you're saying. Like, golly. God had another player. Um, what about Silk? They stayed together, right? Silk is, th- but it's like a, no, it was always five of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm looking at it. Uh, what happened to another bad creation like i know what happened to them but the fact that like we didn't see them try to reform in the 2000s with a different style or whatever and do what aisha part two mindless behavior did they break up whatever happened to them godly black street uh dave hollister left and went solo i don't remember oh drs is that gangsta lean yeah who cares oh yeah 
I got that CD around here somewhere. There you go. <laughs> well, my daddy had that CD. High five. Immature? What's up with your boy? Bruh. <laughs> Yo, Bruh. I've, been, I've been avoiding that man, but now we talked about... we. So this guy, if y'all haven't known, this <laughs> build, the, the fact that the self-awareness, right? Say whatever you want to say about the age difference or whatever, right? <clears throat> it's not for me. But best believe, if I was 40-something, dating a 20-something, or I'm or a 19-year-old, and I met her, blah, 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 I would not be surprised or shocked the community is not with me. I'm like, I get it. You know, as my job is just to show y'all I really it's love this so woman. It's so interesting because before I know, so on the last episode of my podcast, WCW, mm-hmm. we had um, Radio G from Hostiles on there. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about um, relationships and older men dating younger women. And he was like, that makes sense. And it, that, listen, and he he said it in a in a way of being like low key before I watched Marcus thing fully in the same sense that Marcus kind of said it and was like, because, you know, you get to an older woman, they got all this extra baggage. They got all this extra, and not baggage. Like, oh, I got a kid or whatever, but like trauma, I guess you could say, and having to deal with that trauma. And so you get someone younger who hasn't really had this same type of drama or experience when it comes to relationships was a bit easier and i was like that sounds real manipulative to me yes that's how i take it and he was like well it's really only manipulative if the person's intent is bad and i was like "Mm." i still feel like if you as a 40 plus man because here's the thing about marcus houston right Mm -hmm. you're 40 i think 42, maybe 41, somewhere around there. 41, yeah, I think he said it made me. 41, I believe. Okay. You married this woman when she was 19. So this was about, what, two years ago or so? Yes. Oh, he's actually older than me, born in 1981. So he, he's, yeah, he's 41 now. He'll be 42 in August. Okay. So you didn't meet her at 19 and then marry her. No. Right? You met her at like 17. Mm-hmm. And technically, that's still a legal age in most states. Yeah. But you've been preying on her since 17. Mm-hmm. And then to say, to make sure that you made it a point to be like, well, there was no like sexual thing happening until she was like of age. Yeah. But you realize you You, you wanted to have sex with a younger girl. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, and you were- so and then you're telling me. Cause I the crazy thing is this was some wild a while ago, but it's like a whole bunch of videos about her uh, on the YouTube's and like apparently like she ran away from home or something like that, and the people was looking for her, and then she's in the wit, and then it's like one thing that they were saying like that's Chris they met her through Chris Stokes, and I don't know why you would even mention that because we already know about Chris Stokes, and all of it just seems very questionable. Yeah. And you know, granted, y'all might be married and be happy and have a they got a child together and they seem to be living it their best life, but it just seems real manipulative or very immature of you that you cannot date a woman of your own age or close to because you don't want to deal with however her previous relationships went. So you want to pick a 17, 18, 19 year old, form her into being what you want her to be, and then therefore you can marry her. And she doesn't have a mindset of anything else. She's going to go along with what you yes. tell her. And that's where, where men 
really try to work themselves, talk themselves into like, oh, you on some bullshit because you're basically saying you once you realize, well, she need to be this age or whatever, she don't know nothing. So you are motivated. So we can even take it out of relationships. If you are um, uh, a dance coach and you like, yeah. I'm bringing somebody in who is young. She knows absolutely nothing or he knows absolutely nothing. You are going to mold that person. If they're yeah. a basketball player, you are molding them. Because yes. you're, t- they're going to you because you know more than them. Marcus yes. has been through a lot of relationships. Allegedly, he took Beyonce's virginity. So we, okay, you, so whole fu- fun fact because I watched his whole uncensored. Okay, he said Beyonce turned him down, and he was like he was shocked because at that time with him being the height of the, the you know, like they are the yeah. big thing, right? He was like, I'm so used to girls being like, yes. He was like Beyonce. He was like, it was the first time his ego was like, yo. He was like, Beyonce told me no. And I was like, the fuck? So I'm like, did they really? They? Did he explain why they were in the video? Because they were hot. Oh, they were because I was like, they weren't on the same label, I don't think. So No, I don't think so. Um And Immature uh, wasn't from Houston. It was weird that they were just in that video. The first No, video. I think they did the video in Cali and okay. the immature was like immature. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it just kind of made sense. What was that? 99, 98? Yeah, yeah, you coming off of we got it and shit. This immature it. was immature. Yeah, so um, he said, I'm not dating women my own age because they come with red flags. And Romeo was like, I don't stand with that shit. <laughs> like, I'm not. Right, because do you hear how everybody in their Del Hill gonna come with some red flags? Like, we've been through some shit. We've had experiences in life. You just want, you want a child because they haven't had nothing. I would love to ask Marcus They Houston, can't fight you on anything. What's your red flags? <laughs> like, how so far are you? Do you have any red flags that you come with? Uh, but okay. Marcus gets served for saying women and baggage. Oh, baggage and kids. And he, thought, he was like, my dad told me that you can't be with a woman. He had a very lion mentality. He is a Leo. But <laughs> like, like, wait I gotta, a minute. A lion. I thought you said lion. Yeah. I said, wait a minute now. It was, it was a, <laughs> I think I, I forgot what. So growing up, and just me and my friends, we thought lions were the shit. We were like, yo, these are king of the jungles. Even though they're not in the jungle, they're in Africa. Um, lions are dope. Then you start watching the more documentaries and learning about lions and you realize that, yo, if the Mufasa of the clan dies somehow or whatever, new lions come through. And if Mufasa has some Simbas, they kill them motherfuckers. They're like, no, you can only have my kids or whatever. So when he said that, I'm like, some weird shit to me. So in his mind, there should be no stepfathers. Y'all all got to be single about, mamas. Here's my thing about celebrity, young, like kids, celebrities growing up. I think not all of them. Mm-hmm. Let me start by saying, I think they're stunted, which is why they have such weird outlooks on life. I yeah. think they're stunted in, in, in growth when you get to a certain age and you stay there. Like you might know things musically or in the industry, but like there's other things in life that you was either protected from or was um, molded a certain type of way. And you stopped at a certain age where uh, like of growing. Of yeah. learning. Yeah, arrested yeah. development. The moment Beyonce told him yeah. no, he stopped aging. He was like, all right, <laughs> I'm done with that shit. Uh, like, it was so interesting watching his uncensored. I want to say it was uncensored. Um, yeah, it was. it was very interesting because for all the viewers who've been listening, viewers, all the listeners who've been listening for as long as you know, y'all know I'm, I was a huge immature fan and I was a Marcus Houston fan. Like, 
so bad. And so like listening to him, I was like, this don't even, some of the things he said didn't even sound authentic or maybe he was trying to choose his words wisely, maybe, but it just, it was a lot of gaps, a lot of stuff that I just wasn't fully grasped. And maybe you don't have a great way of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but it, I felt like I didn't learn nothing. <laughs> Throughout that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. And maybe because it's supposed to be focused on him and not the big picture, but like, we they started from like immature as kids, but you never went into what happened to Half Pint. They was like, oh, we, when we got, when we lost oh, this right. member, we went over to this member. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you never really gave us information. So, like, where's my unsung? Because I feel like things get a little deeper on an unsung immature or something. Yeah, people don't understand. I got a lot of backlash for Marriage on One Night Team. Yeah, because we don't know nothing about Kelton for real. Mm-mm. You know, That's just, LDB for those who don't. You're a little drummer boy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> who I think was there the whole time. He talked so about House Party Three. <laughs> Not in he wasn't in House Party Three, but I'm saying when they was on our worst behavior, I think it was Jerome Marcus Don who was half pint. And I think Kelton LDB was always a drummer in the band. Like, I think he's always been there. Mm-hmm. And then when Don decided to lead a group, um, he just was like, oh, instead of finding, like, finding a new member, we just got a new member because he was kind of already part of the set. I yeah. think. Don't quote me on that. We should have got an IMAX one or Immature. See, everybody sat down That's and That's what talk. I'm saying. They need to give me an unsung, honey. What else on here? Imagine getting that. We don't need a movie, but imagine getting a movie of, like, Immature, right? Think about how, no, hear me out. You got to get the Chris Stokes saga because he's been named manager producer for forever. Yeah. Right? We got to get a clip because the crazy thing about it is whether we want to admit it or not, they were really big in the 90s and they was very influential and they was on everybody's stuff. Like, you're getting the, the baby clip, the clip of a young Brandy and her and Jerome having the thing and here, her popping Jerome in the eye, which is why he had yeah. to wear the eye patch. And I like just getting those younger years type mm-hmm. of things, you know? That's interesting to me. I'm sorry. Uh, what else is on here? I'm about to bring. Uh, we already talked about that. Da, 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 da. What was the one? That, oh, Neo. I don't know who need to hear this, but Neo said he's single. So if y'all want to holler at Neo, he seemed problematic too. But um, Tony. Yeah, like he getting up there with Tyrese for me. I don't know. Yo, if y'all have not seen this clip, y'all need to see this clip of Tyrese on Sway in the Morning being so mad at his ex-wife for not feeling some type of way when she drops off his kid. He's like, this was the house we were married in. This was the house. She don't do nothing. I'm like, Stunted. she is over you, my guy. She is. And then he gets so mad that he got to pay child support. This is, this is the thing. We have never done, I think we've talked about, we've been doing this for 10 years. So we might have mentioned this. It is never the man's fault. Ever. If you, if you have an ex who is... Y'all cool or whatever, and <clears throat> or you just need a man, period. And you get to talking about the, your past men, y'all date. He be like, you couldn't see he was gonna play you. He couldn't. See, you couldn't see that. Oh no, nah, yeah, that nigga was feeling you. Blah blah blah. If they turn around, if that if Tyrese is on the phone with you, and, <laughs> and he's like, so then now she hit me with child support. Blah blah. He is not taking the L for like. You couldn't see she was about the money, or you couldn't see that she was checked out of this relationship. Nah, it's all her. It's her fault. She should have loved me better. She knew I was going through things. I'm like, fam, y'all, you didn't have to have a child with this woman. It's <laughs> always something with Tyrese. It is. 
Like mm-hmm. my guy. <sighs> yeah. So if y'all want to holler at Neo, um, who was married, told the woman to tie her tubes, cheated on her with another woman, she got this woman pregnant, pregnant. Mm-hmm. and then cheated on her. <laughs> you know, you have to be. Listen, listen. I know. You know what's so random about this? No. When I see Neo, like if, if I had to judge Neo off like videos and stuff like that, I'd have never thought Neo was this type of person. Oh no, no. He seemed like a sweet guy. He didn't yeah. think he was a dog. Listen, I know love is really important and people are afraid to die alone. But a man who listen, have as much fun as you want. I'll tell any woman, I'm not, I don't judge you. If you find a married man or somebody's in a relationship and he's giving you great dick, y'all having fun, leave it at that. The moment his girl kick him out, don't date that man. To be like, oh, no, we, I can't date you. I know what you're about. You're going to cheat on me just like you cheated on her. We can't date each other. No, that is, that, we good. This is where it stops. Thank you guys for listening <laughs> to this episode. It only took 20 minutes to get here. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> You can tweet me at one and only. You can tweet Shell. At Sexy Shell. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on the Snappity Chat. I'm Mills with the Z Shell. Make sure you follow the website, 1515 Ave. Check out the podcast. Great review. Subscribe. Until next time, guys. I say peace. She says. Bye. So today we start our 25th year of doing this show. My gratefulness surpassed only by my surprise. My surprise that it's longevity. How in the world did we last so long? Let's be honest, virtually anyone could do what I do, which is to basically say three things. You did what? Come on out. We'll be right back. You practice that and you'll be hosting your own show in no time. Oh, there is one other thing that brings success. Luck, lots of it. And surround yourself with smart, talented people who know a heck of a lot more about television than I do. Look. I've been blessed through these 25 years to have people of enormous talent and drive producing a show of constant challenges which can't be saved day to day by simply booking a big name celebrity. You see, we don't have any on our show. No, just regular folks of no fame, little if any wealth, and very little influence. Folks just taking a moment, which they rarely if ever get, to let the world know something about what they are thinking or feeling or doing. Admittedly, it's often crazy or outside the norm of accepted behavior, but what I've learned over our quarter century of shows is that deep down, we are all alike. Some of us just dress better or had a better education or better luck in the gene pool of parents. I'll say it again. Deep down, we are all the same. We all want to be happy. We cry when we're hurt. We're angry when we've been mistreated. And to be liked, accepted, and respected, not to mention loved, is the greatest gift of all. Yes, we're all alike. Know this, there's never been a moment in the 25 years of doing this show that I ever thought I was better than the people who appear on our stage. I'm not better, only lucky. So thanks for the 25 years. We've signed on to do a whole bunch more. And as long as I stay healthy, we will. And on that note, take care of yourself and each other.